The Indianapolis Colts are making some moves early in free agency. Is this the new Chris Ballard? Let's get to it today, guys. Let's talk all about this new Chris Ballard. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you all for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Zach Hicks. Obviously, I'm not joined by Jake Arthur today. He's having some uh, some network connectivity issues. Uh, so you guys, let me know if you can hear me okay and everything. I'm, you know, I don't have someone to bounce off me today. So as long as we're doing good, we're doing a live stream yet again, guys. Yes, we are live. Steven, throwing your comment up there. Uh, we are live. We're talking Colts free agency. Uh, we are a little bit later today than we have been earlier in the week because free agency technically kicked off at 4 p.m. today. Uh, so I wanted to push it back a little bit just to see if any more moves trickled in. And while we did that, the Colts actually did sign a player. So we're going to be talking about a, uh, a couple players that the Colts have signed already, um, including two pass rushers. And then the second segment, we're going to talk about uh, some guy they brought back, which we're really excited about here, and also some other guys and kind of updates on what might happen with the Colts. And then obviously, again, if you guys are watching on YouTube, you see this big line across my face that the sun is just in my face right now, guys. I can't do anything about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, before we jump into uh, anything Colts free agency related and stuff like that, Max threw a, a great comment here about uh, the Pedro Pascal Starbucks video. So if you guys are unaware, if you guys don't follow me on social media, I'm promoting the indie draft guide that we're doing here through Locked on Colts, through SI Colts. Uh, we're doing this indie exclusive uh, draft guide with 250 scouting reports, exclusive features and stuff. You guys can see the link in the bio here on every single YouTube video and every single article there with uh, SI Colts. Uh, and yeah, we did a little fun thing where uh, I think if, I, if we got 20 uh, purchases on the guide by the end of the week, or by the end of next week, I think is what I did. Uh, I would be doing a live stream breakdown of Matt Gay, the new kicker for the Colts. So uh, we have already surpassed that goal. And uh, I also said if we got to 50 purchases by the end of next week, I would be drinking some form of coffee on, on that uh, live stream there. Uh, I don't know the exact numbers, but I think we're pretty darn close to that one. So I might have to do like another goal by the end of next week to like what kind of coffee and some other things. But I think we're uh, we're doing pretty good on that goal there, Max. I think we're going to be doing that live stream sometime next week. Uh, so, yeah, guys, that's where we're at with the with the um, uh, all the coffee stuff and all the indie draft guide stuff. Keep throwing some purchases on there. It's really fun. Uh, and and we'll be we'll be doing some fun things with that. But getting to Colts free agency, you know, the Colts made a really big signing yesterday. I think it was like late later in the evening. Um, Samson Abukam, Abu I think that's how you say his name. Samson Abukam, uh, pass rusher from the San Francisco 49ers. Three-year deal, $29 million. Um, really, really good player. I was really, really impressed by everything I saw. Uh, obviously, some people are going to say that uh, this is a guy where, you know, he's never had a 10-sack season or he's never been a star pass rusher on any team. Uh, and and people look at that and they're like, oh, man, he's, it's a downgrade from Yannick Ngakwe. But 
I think this is a really good player. I think they definitely upgraded at pass rusher. And I, I just don't, I don't think people realize how important it is to get constant pressure from a pass rusher instead of just, you know, two sacks, one sack every now and then within a game. You know, something with Yannick Ngakwe is with Ngakwe one, you have a major, major, major liability in the run game. Like just an atrocious run defender. Uh, he's been, I think, PFS lowest graded edge run run defender in of like the last like three years. Like each of the last three years, he's just been someone who has not played well against the run. And we saw it last year; teams were targeting him in the run game. Uh, it wasn't pretty. Ebukam is not like a phenomenal run defender, but he's passable. He's solid. So they're already upgrading right there. But he, then even in the pass rush department, you know, Abukam, for instance, had his best season last year. He had six sacks, nine QB hits, 35 hurries, and a 14.9% pass rush win rate. All these numbers are courtesy of Pro Football Focus. And while these don't seem like phenomenal numbers, this doesn't seem like a guy who, you know, is is the top pass rusher on a team. His pass rush win rate was 24th among all edge rushers. You know who that was ahead of? Quiddy Pay, Dio Adangbo, uh, Yannick Ngakwe by a lot. I think Yannick Ngakwe was like 11% uh, on, on a pass rush win rate. So despite Yannick Ngakwe getting, you know, a healthy amount of sacks and getting to that 10 sack number or getting right next to that 10 sack number, Ebukam is a guy who was more productive with his pressures. And one thing I kind of noted in my film room I did last night, which you guys can check out on horseshoehuddle.com, is, you know, a guy like Ebukam, he's constantly affecting the, pre- the pocket. You know, he's a guy who is always hitting those landmarks on the edge. And he's a guy who is constantly making it to where quarterbacks have to step up, where they have to move in the pocket. So even if there are rushes where Ebukam is not getting a sack or not getting a pressure or not getting a hit or anything like that, he is still holding that edge and he is making it. So it's difficult for quarterbacks to escape the pocket or to, um, you know, move around freely in the pocket. That's not something we saw out of Yannick Ngakwe. You know, Yannick Ngakwe, it was you know, he's going to get stonewalled 95% of the time, but he's going to get a sack on those other ones, on those unblocked rushes, on those uh, those couple like good rushes he has a game. He's going to get a sack, and it's going to look great at the end of the season. But Ebukam is a guy who gets constant pressure and constant effort, uh, and that was the biggest thing too on film is, oh my gosh, this is a high-level energy effort player. I know that scares a lot of people because at the end of the day, you want to have traits and you want to have production over effort, but effort goes a long way when it comes to playing defense. You know, a high-level effort guy who gets after on every single snap and makes, you know, opposing players have to work on every single snap to contain him. That's a player that you want alongside DeForest Buckner. You know, DeForest Buckner is is a force. He's a menace on the inside. And having a guy like Yannick Ngakwe next to him where Ngakwe is taking almost every snap off, you know, <laughs> like he's not getting that constant pressure, just those one or two a game. That's not a good mix with DeForest Buckner. But getting a guy like Abu Kam, who is constantly forcing quarterbacks to step up, constantly getting after it on every single snap. And if Buckner gets the quarterback out of the pocket, you know, Abu Kam's going to be after it, you know. So I, I'm really excited about this signing. I think it's a good signing. I think they gave him a, a decent amount of backload in this contract. So they anticipate him being here for the duration of that contract. And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I think he's going to be a really, really solid player. Uh, like Dizzy says, if he's someone who can collapse the pocket and give opportunities for Buckner and Grove, Massive, massive win. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Yannick had a 43.7 PFF score at the run. Samson Ebukam had 65.5. By the way, Ebukam, <laughs> I, I watched a, like a highlight video to see how he pronounces his name. 
And every single announcer said it differently. So I hope I'm the one saying it right. But I, I just kind of took the, the the mean, the average of all the things that they were saying and kind of decided to roll with it. So Ebukam is what I'm going with now. Obviously, I'll change it if, that is, uh, if that's incorrect. But um, yeah, I, I really think Samson Ebukam is a great signing for this team. He's going to fill in perfectly at that Leo position. Uh, the other signing the Colts made was Taven Bryan, a defensive tackle from the Cleveland Browns. This is a guy I'm not as excited about, but he's just a guy who's going to be out there uh, on pass rushing situations. And he's going to be just an explosive guy who can find success on stunts and twists. You know, he's a guy who last year had four sacks, his career high, uh, two QB hits and 17 hurries, only a 9.4% pass rush win rate. He's not a guy who Taven Bryant's not a guy who's going to win one on one. It's just not who he is. But if you have a guy who can be successful in stunts and who's going to have high energy, high effort, high explosion, that's a good rotational guy, you know? So, yes, if he's rushing the passer 300 times next season, I'm not going to be very excited. But Taven Bryan is a guy who is like Taylor Stallworth and rushing the rushing the passer, say, you know, 150 times. I think he can be productive in those 150 snaps, more so than Eric Johnson or Curtis Brooks was last year. So Taven Bryan is kind of, you know, it's kind of funny here. I was just about to say this. Uh, Real Mr. Colt says he they just released Curtis Brooks. Yeah, they released Curtis Brooks last year. Taven Bryan is kind of like the supercharged version of Curtis Brooks, of like everything Curtis Brooks could be. And then Samson Ebukam, just to kind of bring it full circle, when you watch him, he moves and looks like Ben Banigou, but he's actually developed. And he's actually a player who can, who can, you know, have production on the football field. So it's like the Colts got like, the already advanced and developed versions of players they've drafted in recent years, which maybe that's a step for Chris Ballard saying like, look, I got to sign players. Now I can't keep relying on these young guys developing, which it's a positive step in the right direction. So I'm excited. I think both these players are going to be productive. Ebu Kam, I think has the potential to be a Danico Autry level signing. I think Drake says it right here. Uh, yeah. You think he can be an eight plus sack guy? I really think he can like, Obviously, sacks are a lot like interceptions, and it's all about timing and, and coincidence, and and a good amount of luck goes into it, like we saw with Yanni Gakwe last year. But I really think Abu Kam, uh, with DeForest Buckner on there, and if Quiddy Pay has a solid season on the other side, I think he has a good chance of eight sacks. So I'm excited about these two signings. I think both players are really solid, and I'm I really think Abu Kam's going to be like uh, the star from this free agent class for the Colts. So we're going to talk about some in-house guys and a guy that the Colts are bringing back. But first, the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 with bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, guys. So obviously uh, the Colts did make a huge, huge re-signing. Huge, oh, and and. We're, we're going to get to your guys' questions here in a second. So if you guys are listening audio, uh, we are going live here. We're going to uh, get some of your guys' questions here uh, in the last last section of this. Uh, but we're going to talk about some in-house guys, and we're going to talk about Ashton Doolin. 
Ashton Doolin is back, baby. Ashton Doolin is coming back. Two years, up to $9 million. I know that that number scared a lot of people when they saw it this morning because like, oh my gosh, you're getting $4.5 million a year to a special teamer. But I think the average cap hit of it is like $2.8 million. Like it's not, you guys got to remember with uh, with free agency season, a lot of these big time beat reporter guys are going to put out numbers that agents text them. Not what teams text them, what agents text them. So they're going to put up, you know, oh, my client could get up to $10 million on one year or something like that. And then you look at the actual contract and it's like $2 million, you know, in the one season with incentives and boosters that could get up to 10 but might not actually happen. So Ashton Doolin, two years up to $9 million, closer to two years, like $5 million. Like it's, it's a little bit lower than that. Uh, but I think this is a great re-signing. I think Ashton Doolin is the perfect wide receiver five or six to have in the NFL. He's a lot like Matthew Slater out there in New England, in my opinion. Like he's a guy who, sure, he can be on offense and and get you some decent things on offense. But at the end of the day, he's a pure, pure special teamer. He's a guy who can be a great gunner, who can return the ball. He can be a good asset on kickoff coverage and punt coverage overall. I think Ashton Doolin's a great player. So you need players like Ashton Doolin, especially when you're making this big change at special teams coach to a younger special teams coach guy. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited that Ashton Doolin's back. He's, you know, he's a guy who, you know, he's coming from a college that doesn't even like, doesn't have a football program anymore. Like he was the last, like he was like the last player to come from that college that we'll ever see in the NFL. Uh, and he's worked his way up from undrafted free agent to special team star. Uh, has an all pro under his belt because of his special teams ability. So, yeah, I love Ashton Doolin, man. I'm I'm really really happy that he's come back. And and yeah, obviously I hope that they, you know, like like Stats Matt's here saying, like I really hope that they bring in another receiver or two ahead of him. But I, I like him being that wide receiver five or six. Like he's he's a solid player, solid solid player. So. Yeah, Ashton Doolin is coming back. You guys know I'm I'm a huge fan of him. Um, look, Tyrell, Doolin does help because he's a big special teams player. Like, I know that fantasy numbers and Madden numbers or whatever don't really prepare people for that. But, like, it's a special teams player. Special teams matters, and, and Ashton Doolin's a big part of that. So, yeah, I, I really do think that uh, Ashton Doolin is one of those kind of underrated players, really solid players that you need to have on your roster. Uh, talking some more in-house guys before I go to a couple of your questions and, and kind of answer some of your things here in the chat. Paris Campbell, uh, it was reported today. <laughs> it was reported today uh, by my colleague Destin Adams that the Carolina Panthers have significant interest in uh, Paris Campbell. <laughs> we kind of expected it. We expected Frank Reich to go pretty hard after Paris Campbell. Um so it doesn't shock me whatsoever. I would like to see the Colts keep him because, again, this wide receiver market, you're seeing guys sign for, you know, Jacoby Myers and Juju Smith-Schuster, two of the guys that everyone thought were going to be, you know, the top wide receivers in the market, got, I think, $11 million a year type of deals. So I, I think that Paris Campbell, you could probably get him for six, seven, eight million a year. Like, I want him back at that number. Like, unless it's like a six-year deal. Like, if it's like a one- or two-year deal – absolutely want him back at that number. So uh, I hope the Colts can make a move and get him back. Uh, Other news, the Colts officially released Matt Ryan. I will still forever stand by the fact that early in the season, Matt Ryan looked like he could still be Matt Ryan. It's just when the hits piled up and, and the injuries happened, he obviously fell off late in the season and just was a really, really poor quarterback by the end. So the Colts kind of had to make that move, especially when you could save $17 million. So um, yeah, unfortunately, 
it, it didn't work out. Colts can clear some space by getting rid of him. And and I think uh, Colts cap Kyle on Twitter said that if another team does sign him, the Colts could actually gain some cap space if that happens. So uh, there is some some avenues there with Matt Ryan where the Colts can get even more cap space. But yeah, I think that's all I got for in-house guys. Um, we'll see if they tendered anybody. I don't think they tendered really anybody. So uh, I don't think we really see much of that. So let's get to some of your guys' questions. And the number one question we've got a million times in here is about Lamar Jackson. It is obviously all about Lamar Jackson. Uh, Colts picking up steam. Let me see if I can find it. Straight up, what's the likelihood of Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson, the Colts picking up steam. I'll take Lamar every day. Look, guys, I I love Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson is a phenomenal quarterback. Like I might be higher on him than most people, but as uh as Lucas here is saying, the Colts are not going to be in on that. Like again, the Colts for one, they were not really in deep discussions for the first overall pick. So obviously, you know, they they don't want to give up too much of the future. Yeah, I, I, in my opinion, the way I took that when they were not really in the first overall discussions is that they're planning more for the future. They don't want to give up picks going forward. And signing Lamar Jackson would give up this year's fourth overall pick and a next year first round pick. Uh, on top of that, like Matt said here, I think he said it. Where is it? Yeah, I, I don't like. Look, I'm not saying that the Colts don't have any cash, but Jim Mercer does not have the cash of like a Jerry Jones or anything like that. You know, he doesn't have top of the top of the end, top of the dollar or whatever to give to these kind of guys. And and. I think uh, Stephen Holder talked about the other day in an article, like you have to put that whatever money you guarantee him or signing bonus wise, you have to put that into escrow like right away. And like, I know that he's a multi-billionaire, but Jim Irsay has to put in $200 million or $150 million or whatever into escrow. I just don't think he can do that. So I don't really see the Colts being even somewhat uh, feasible for that. I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Maybe if the Jets don't come to agreement with Aaron Rodgers, maybe they go that direction. But yeah, I I, I think Lamar Jackson will be back there with uh, with um, the Baltimore Ravens going forward. But yeah, I don't see the Colts being in play. I know there was a uh, a report out there on Twitter, but uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't really look too much into that report uh, by the guy who said that. So. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see it happening. I think, you know, you want to look at guys like Anthony Richardson or Will Levis as the next quarterback of the Colts or next rookie quarterback of the Colts, uh, which a couple of you guys did mention there. I did see a couple comments in here about, well, actually, let me throw this one up here. Uh, Real Mr. Colts and Zach Buck and Ebukam ever overlap in San Fran. They actually did not. Ebukam came from uh, the Rams. I think from I think he played only in the Niners the last two seasons, and then he was with the Rams before that. So they overlap in very similar schemes, you know that kind of Fangio like uh, Brandon Staley type of scheme. But uh, they didn't actually overlap and play with each other. Um, I saw a couple other things here. Special teams matters, but kickers don't. So Beaver <laughs> Beaver God thirteen. I'm gonna make sure I put that out there. Um, yeah, I did see a couple things here about wide receivers, you know, could the Colts make a move for a wide receiver, uh, maybe like a DJ Chark or obviously Paris Campbell, Chris Ballard doesn't really sign wide receivers. Like he signed Devin Funches and he signed, um, <laughs> he signed Devin Funches and he signed Ryan Grant years ago, but for the most part, he doesn't really sign 
wide receivers. You know, he likes to keep it in the trenches, uh, O-line and D-line, and then he will make some splashes on corner. So for you guys saying, you know, I want to see the Colts sign a cornerback, uh, they're, they're going to absolutely sign somebody at corner, like somebody at corner. They have like almost no bodies there right now. Like I'm not saying, I'm not going to guarantee it's going to be like a Marcus Peters type or like a big signing, but it, they're going to sign somebody there at cornerback. They, they kind of have to. You know, so available corners, obviously I'd love to see Rocky Sin come back, but I just don't, I, I don't see it happening. I, I just don't see Rocky Sin being in the cards after the way that he was uh, sent out last year. Uh, Sean Murphy bunting, I think could be an interesting one. Uh, I think Nick Needham is available from the Dolphins, really solid player as well. So they can fill out that cornerback depth. But as for wide receiver, like I was saying, Ballard typically doesn't sign him. I, I think it's more likely in that second round pick with that 35th or after a trade back. Uh, they look at wide receiver yet again. So uh, we could see him go that direction. Uh, yeah, for cornerback again, yeah, real Mr. Colt, Shaquille Griffin. I think that's a that's a very uh, very realistic one. Zach driving the bus. Guys, I, I I have really bad ADHD, so I'm glad I have Jake here to mostly calm me, calm me down and uh, reel me in a lot of times. But uh, yeah, you know, I think, uh, yeah, guys, look again, Lamar Jackson. I'd love it. I love Lamar Jackson, but I, I just... I don't see it happening. I, I think maybe if they could have traded for him and had the Ravens eat, you know, eat a bulk of that guaranteed signing at up front, then I think it could have happened, but it's just not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, guys, we're going to wrap up here in a second, but first today's episode is brought to you by ultimate football GM. You've heard us talk about this mobile game. And if you've ever thought you'd make a good GM, then you've got to give this game a try. It's not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory, trying to build a historic dynasty. Jake thought he was well on his way to winning with our staff league before <laughs> before his owner gave him the boot for guaranteeing a championship and not delivering. Don't do that. Don't be like Jake. Free agency is actually starting right now in reality. And Ultimate Football GM is responsible for, and with Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling the whole thing and molding your team from top to bottom. Locked on Colts listeners get a hundred percent free boost to their franchise when using promo code locked on in all caps in the game store. That's locked on in all caps. So make sure you check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap it up here in a second, but I see you guys left a, a couple more comments. Marcel Dabo, hey, Marcel Dabo, that's an interesting name. Maybe he could play some corner, you know? So, uh, yeah, Marcel Dabo, I think I think that's an interesting one there. Lamar ends up in Indy. I'll name my firstborn Lamar. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, man. You know, audio-wise, this might not be a great podcast because I'm just talking to myself and, and reading your guys' comments. But on YouTube, this is going to be a good one, guys. It's going to be good. <laughs> oh, man. Tyler, hey, Tyler Huntley, I think is a very interesting um, stopgap quarterback. Yeah, I think Tyler Huntley is going to be an interesting one to look at for the Colts. Obviously, Gardner Minshew is still out there, so we could see Gardner Minshew as an option. Marcus Mariota is still out there. So uh, I think it, whether they go, you know, uh, Anthony Richardson or they go Will Levis. I think they're going to need that stopgap quarterback or at least a guy who can play a little bit in a pinch. Uh, so guys just like um, guys like Minshew or Mariota make a lot of sense. 
um, yeah, I, I think this is going to be an interesting offseason for us, guys. I, and I really think, you know, I was kind of saying this the other day. I think that this is kind of like a 2018 style offense for the Colts where, you know, they're not rebuilding. They're just kind of retooling and changing up a lot of how the team roster looks. And as as a result, we're seeing more free agent signing, you know, for, for the first time, we're not seeing one year deals or two year deals from Chris Ballard just to you know, worry only about the upcoming season. We're actually seeing them worry about two to three or four years out, which to me, again, it kind of signifies the rookie quarterback direction. If you had any doubt in your mind that the Colts were going to go rookie quarterback, look at the deals they just gave to a kicker, which was four years in length, that they just gave to Samson Ebukam, who is going to be three years in length. You know, these are guys that, you know, are going to be here for a couple seasons and they're going to have that money and they're backloading that money on these deals because they're going to have that rookie quarterback. So yeah, the Colts are going to go rookie quarterback, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, maybe one of the top two guys falls out of the top two, you know, and who knows, who knows? We'll see. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a fun, fun time talking about all that this all season. That's all we have for today. Make sure you guys are following at lockdown Colts at Jake Arthur NFL and at Zach Hicks two on Twitter. Also subscribe to the lockdown Colts podcast on YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcast. We love your ratings and reviews and comments. Uh, just throw them all our way, guys, especially if they're nice, especially if they're nice. Uh, and thank you guys for making Locked On Colts your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Damian Parson and Keith Sanchez provide in-depth coverage of the biggest NFL draft prospects with deep dives into sleepers and hidden gems that can change your favorite NFL franchise. Find Locked On NFL Draft wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We will see you guys back here live tomorrow.